Welcome to the Greystone Church Podcast. We are so grateful you're here. On this episode, we are listening to a teaching from our 2022 Women's Conference. The theme of this conference was Faith Over Fear. These ladies were challenged with surrendering our worries to God and given practical ways to live out their faith in their lives, even when fear and worry try to overcome us. We pray that you are blessed with this message and that God will impact your heart. Let's listen in. And the reason I've asked them to come up to the stage is because I know just a little bit about their story. And these are godly women who aren't perfect, but they have walked with God through tragedy and through ups and downs and have kept their faith. And so I'm so excited for them to share. So they know the questions, they're prepared, all right? But I'm gonna start with (laughs) Arlene. And Miss Arlene, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Put the mic up close. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I'm Arlene Jenkins. Um, I've been at Greystone about five years. I'm 85 years old. And um, (laughs) and I was married longer than most of you have been alive. So we were married 64 years. Uh, my, my husband just passed away um, uh, a year and three months ago. So I'm still trying to get my life together without him because he was the love of my life. <clears throat> and uh, we had a wonderful marriage, a love-hate relationship. If you've been married any long, you know how that is. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, he was the love of my life, and he was a high school basketball coach and a guidance counselor. And we went to school to be teachers because that's what you did back in the 50s. And so I was on church staff for 40 years as music assistant, organist, and um, coordinator of the children's choirs. So we had a wonderful life. We both knew from being very small, what we felt like the Lord would have us to do. And so I have been blessed beyond measure. And I'm so grateful and so thankful for the 85 years that God has given me. And he's still working in my life because, should I go ahead and tell a little bit about No, let's let Marisol, and then I'm gonna ask you another question. No, I wanna get to this. I told her. She was crazy to ask somebody (laughs) 85 years old to tell what God had done in their lives because I could be here all day. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, Marisol, same question. Okay. Um, My name is Marisol Forrester, and I've been attending um, with my family, uh, Greystone, for I guess about five years now. We started at um, this campus and then went back to uh, Walton, we're at Walton. But I like to go back and forth because I have a lot of friends here and um, my husband and I have been married 27 and a half years. Um, We've been in the Walton County area uh, the whole time. We love this area. We have three children, uh, 19, 24, and 27. and we have a prodigal child, and that's 
<laughs> um, he, uh, my oldest broke our heart a few years ago. Um, that's the family crisis that we've been going through. Um, it's a daily struggle, um, but I couldn't get through it without my faith um, and my amazing husband, strong family support and faith. All right. All right. Love a microphone. Yes. Yeah. Um, my name is Rachel Wilson, and I am 37, and I am a single mom to two wonderful boys. Um, one is going to be 14, and one just turned seven. We spend a lot of time talking about when it is and is not appropriate to talk about farting. Um, <laughs> We feel very differently about that. So that's always our struggle. Um, I have two baby daddies, which is something you just have to know. And I co-parent like a rock star with one. Um, the other one is a recovering meth addict, and he is doing well. And we have opened that door recently. Um, I work for Gwinnett County Public Schools. And I think it's important to know that I have five cats and a dog. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you come to our house, you can be promised that someone's going to call you out if you smell weird and that a cat is going to creep up and over you and into your lap. Um, but we always have Capri Suns and we typically have goldfish crackers. So you're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Miss Arlene, back to you. Share with the ladies how you're getting through a struggle that you're facing right now, okay. or that you faced. Oh, right. Can I just go back and say, you can I go forgot. Back. I, we have three kids, and um, eight grandkids, and five great grandkids. I've totally forgot that. I'm sorry, Lisa. Yeah, her daughter over there was like, <laughs> Mom. I told you this was a mistake. No, it's not. Okay, now what you ask me? <laughs> How do you get through struggles? Oh, gee. Well, the biggest struggle in my life, of course, Put your was... Mic a little closer. Okay. <laughs> I want them to hear you. <laughs> the biggest struggle in my life, um, I've had several, of course, but was losing my husband. And... Um, so I asked God what I should do. I, he had been my life for so long until I was lost without him. So he died in October of 2020. So I asked God in January, uh, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And how can I glorify you? And so in March of that year, all of a sudden, People started coming to my life, people that I had never known before. Um, people who were having problems because their husband had dementia like my husband did. Others were um, new in church for the first time. Some of them I met here and a couple of them have started coming here since. Younger people that um, a, a single mom and then um, two or three others that God just kept putting people into my lives. I would get a phone call in 
they would say, um, Arlene, I have this friend who's going through the same thing you've been through with your husband. Would you meet her for lunch? And so I said, of course. And then I was asked to do um, a neighborhood Bible study, and I have become very close friends with three of the girls there. So if you put yourself out there, God is going to answer your prayers as far as you doing what you can do for him. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. If you will just let God be the Lord of your life every day of your life, keep your focus on him, then he will meet every need that you have. And I have been blessed so just to get to know these new people. And um, right now that's what he's doing with me. So getting through my struggle is just depending on him and just turning my life over to him every day and know that everything's gonna be okay because he's in charge. And my favorite saying is, God's got this. And he does anything that you're going through in your life. Very good. Yeah, that's it, good. And the thing I love, God brought Arlene to our church and she joined my Bible study and that's super intimidating because she has so much wisdom and knowledge and love for the Lord. Um, but she, she was a rock star when I needed a rock star, and so I'm so grateful for you. I came to this church because of her. I can't, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told her this was a mistake. I walked in, and I think I had seen her before, and I said to her, God told me to come here for you. I don't know why, but God told me to come here for you. And that was right before she and Jonathan went through a really, really bad time. And I, don't, I still don't know after five years why, but I'm her favorite. At, no, she's my favorite. No, she's my favorite too. I am her prayer warrior. And I cannot believe anybody in this church prays more for her than I do. And so that's why God got me here, I guess. And so far he's left me here, so I guess we're not through. Yeah, not through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marisol, you kind of alluded to your struggle. You can get as deep as you want about it, but what, how did God get you through it? And um, well, what I would you like to share? I want to first start by saying um, that you need to be prepared for the storm before the storm, and that's been part of how I've gotten through this, and I just want to encourage everyone out there that if everything's peachy, uh, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the Word. <laughs> Be prayed up, because you. you need to have a relationship with God when things aren't so peachy. Um, my um, oldest uh, was raised in church like the other two, and uh, we've always been uh, a God-fearing uh, Christian home. Uh, they went to Christian school. They went uh, to church every Sunday, very active, all that. Anyway, um, he decided um, to make a living um, selling drugs. He's incarcerated. Um, Anyway, I, I, I just want to say that that was really hard to say just now, but the hardest thing is when you hide that 
when you hide it like you've done something wrong, um, when you feel like you have to live a lie, when you haven't done anything wrong, and then when, when the first, when it first happened, that's kind of how we were. We just wanted to keep it in the family and just keep it close knit. And then I just hurt so bad that I had to share it with my small group and my closest friends. Jonathan and um, Jennifer were amazing to me. Um, uh, so many of the, the, the staff here. Uh, I just want to say transparency is what God calls us to be. He wants us to be transparent. He wants us to share our struggles. Um, sin harbors in the darkness and shame. And all I've gotten from every single time I've shared with a believer that loved me was encouragement and prayer and support. And so, that's what my, my, my message is. When you're struggling, when something's happened in your life that is unbearable, don't try to carry it by yourself. So, thank you. Yes, okay. Okay, thank you. All right, Rachel. <laughs> Um, so I was, and still am, honestly, super uninterested in being a single mom. Um, <laughs> like, when you look at, like, what do you want to do when you grow up, single momming was not on my radar at all. Um, so when I came home from college and I said, hey, FYI, I'm pregnant, but I didn't say it like that, my mom goes, I didn't know you were dating. And I said, I wasn't. Um, and so we rode that roller coaster, and it was nothing but a blessing and an opportunity to learn and grow. And then I had the opportunity to get married, and I was super excited because I really wanted to be married. And our engagement photos are top notch. Like, I still show them to people. Um, and so when that marriage fell apart really fast and really hard, um, I was really mad at God. And I would tell him, I would say, hey, so I'm really freaking mad at you, but I'm, I'm pretty scared because he's not safe. So I need you to keep us safe and I need you to keep him safe, but I'm not talking to you. <laughs> and we, we did that for a good six months. Um, and then we, well, I say we, I started to shift, because you sometimes don't see Jesus in things until you look back. And when I was in it, I couldn't make good choices. I couldn't make logical choices. And God would put people in my life who would either politely take me to the next right place or would very impolitely shove me out of an unsafe house and say, I'm not leaving until you leave. Um, but you can't always see that when you're in the storm. So after several years, God was like, you should start a single mom's small group. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because um, then that's like we're accepting and I keep waiting for the guy in the Kroger produce aisle. Um, <laughs> so we argued a lot. Um, we are definitely a re relational crowd, me and God. Um, 
And so I was like, fine, fine, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, so we started one, and y'all, let me tell you what, these ladies, like they always say, it's not the club you wanna be in, um, but they are lovely, they are gracious, they are strong, they will stalk you if you show up to church without your wedding ring on. Um, they will stand outside of interview doors if they think you're single to invite you to our small group. They will show up at houses and pick up dryers on their own. They may drop a bad word, but to get it to the girl's house whose dryer stopped working. And it has been so wonderful. It is so good to have people where you feel safe and where you can say, hey, I really sucked at being a mom today. Um, and they're like, yeah, me too. I hid in the bathroom um, and ate candy. And so in all of it, like sometimes I would say to God, I'd be like, I didn't wanna be married to a meth addict. I didn't want to do that. Then we had a girl come to our small group and she was like, did this, 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 and this happen? Yes, and she's like, me too. And the validation and the encouragement. And even within this year, um, I had a hard year and they held me up and they checked on me and they showed me grace and they showed me kindness. And to be plugged in, it's awkward at first because they're not your people the first you know, two or three weeks and they have inside jokes that you don't get. But if you hang in and you find your people, then when you're falling apart, they'll pick up your pieces and then sometimes you get a chance to pick up theirs. Awesome. And what I appreciate about Rachel is she's kind of like the liaison. So we have some wonderful ladies in your group and our, our men's group loves to help and when they're in need, Rachel will say, hey, so-and-so needs their lawn done. And so then we get to get their lawn done. You know, so it's amazing. So I appreciate what you do. It's amazing. Thank you. That? What, yeah. Okay. So I think some of the um, wives of husbands who help us are probably in this room. Y'all, your people have tools and skills that we can't even find on YouTube. They... <laughs> They roll in and they solve problems in like 45 seconds and I'm still trying to figure out if they turned the power off. <laughs> and they do it with such kindness and humility and they want to. And we've had to learn to say yes because we like to say no, we got it, but we don't. Um, and my neighbor the other day stopped by and they were like, that's the best that yard's ever looked. Who are your yard men? And I was like, the men's group at our church stopped by and, and did some work at the new house. And she's like, oh, well, they're really good. And I was like, yeah, would you like to come to Greystone? Um, <laughs> but they do, they love on us and it makes a huge difference. So if that's one of your people, let them know that it is sincerely appreciated. That's awesome. All right, so um, I wish we had all night, but I do want y'all to close with your favorite scripture. I know you have lots, all of us do. <laughs> uh, I thought about this one more time. <laughs> I don't like these things. 
I had to think about this a long time because I have walked with the Lord for so long. I have many, many, many. But I came up with the one that I feel like has meant the most to me is um, the eighth chapter of Romans because it tells us that we're more than conquerors. It tells us that there's no condemnation. 828 tells us that everything's going to be okay in God's time and in his own way. And then it tells me that nothing can separate me from the love of God. And that has just meant so much to me through the years. And I hope it will be yours too, because it's just got so much truth in it. Powerful. Mm -hmm. All right, Marisol. Well, uh, I have a lot of verses too. Um, I have used scripture my whole life to raise my children. God, God has some really good momisms in there. <laughs> and so that's really helped me a lot with um, raising my children. Some that just, I, they can bat off the tongue. I can bat off the tongue just in my brain, just in little kid things. But um, now, during this season of life, God put this on my heart like a beacon of light, so much so that I changed my email address um, to Philippians 4, 12 and 13. Um, because I just decided... I had to choose joy. I just had to make a decision every day. It didn't matter if it was a good day or a bad day, if I was crying, if I was mad at the Lord a lot. I, I did that a lot. Um, in fact, that's something that I've shared a lot with my small group, um, that when you're so mad and, and you're so sad, still go to him. Yes. Still go to him. And even if you're just sitting there pouting or crying, he knows your heart. He, 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 you don't need the words. He knows you're there. Um, and, and the more you spend time at his feet, he will soften your heart. And those words will come. And then you get to share them with other people. Um, but Philippians 4, 12 and 13 says, um, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, um, I have learned the secret to being content in all situations in all situations, and we know Paul suffered a lot. So, um, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's the bottom line. I can do it. He did it. I can do it. I mean, I, who am I? I'm not the la first, and I'm not the last that will ever suffer, right? Just give it to God and leave it. Leave it. That's right. That's the hard part. <laughs> so I bookmarked mine on my phone. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't want to get up here and not know. Um, so mine is actually Micah 6, 8. Apparently didn't save. And it talks about how we need to walk. Here it comes. Um, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And I like that it is a, a check on myself. Um, sometimes I am quick to be self-involved. Sometimes I am quick to be a victim. Sometimes I am quick to not have my patience, to not have those things I need with my kids, with my coworkers, with my friends, whomever the case may be, one of the five cats. Um, and this sits in front of my sink because I spend a lot of time in front of the sink. And it's just a reminder, and it's simple, and that's what I like is, if I can hit three, three marks, 
then I'm doing okay. And if I'm not hitting one, which one do I need to work towards? Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to stay updated on the dates for our next women's conference, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. For more messages or info on Greystone Church, feel free to go to our website, greystonechurch.com. Thank you.